Welcome to the Bliss Seekers Podcast. Our podcast is intended to inspire people to discover their true purpose and follow their bliss. We're on every major platform, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. Please make sure you like, subscribe, hit that notification bell. Thank you so much for tuning in to our podcast and please enjoy the show. Whoever you are and whatever it is that you are doing, if you really want something that desires originated in the soul of universe, not you, soul yeah. of universe. We all come from the universe. Yeah. And and that's that's the only, so accomplish that mission. It's a mission in your life. And to accomplish that mission is your only real obligation in the world. And then if you really want something, the whole universe will conspire to help you to help you so you guys you guys got married in cambodia we did wow (laughs) (laughs) so how did that happen it's a really unique situation um i don't know i didn't never really thought about getting involved in, in in you know marriage relationship that fast right but when it comes to like relationship and love i don't know i probably i listen to my heart than my my (laughs) rational brain well they don't work together usually (laughs) oh uh and just i thought maybe you know this might be the um love of my life (laughs) right (laughs) of course yeah yeah um and we thought about okay should we wait until my mission over in cambodia uh, and maybe go back to japan and married or should we marry go back to the u.s with yeah. him and then married but the, either way uh like none of my group people family and friends won't be able not everybody presenting you know if right. i go to the u.s yeah. and then none of his side of people are able to come to japan right so why don't we get married here in Cambodia? Yeah. So yeah. it was kind of unique wedding. It's just like a really handmade wedding uh, <laughs> with the people that I worked for. And I, uh, you know, the coworkers and uh, the people from non- other nonprofit and the people from embassies and the people from local uh, government <laughs> and uh, so just put together, put huh? together. But the all people that I we we worked together yeah. and knew and um, yeah, and the wedding dress was like uh, didn't have like a Western style wedding yeah. dress, so I kind of draw my kind of like a dress that I, I like, and then took it to the local. Uh, so you had it handmade. Yeah, to- local um, seamstress and pick a material from the local Cambodian <laughs> silk shop yeah. and then yeah and they sew it for me oh, it was awesome. really pretty it was yeah. only twenty dollars <laughs> 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 so it, this is always like so local you know market it's so yeah. cheap Typical and everything young, is so yeah. cheap and then, yeah. yeah well there you go instead of spending ten thousand dollars on a wedding here 20 bucks and you got a beautiful handmade dress yeah yeah was it white it was white. Okay, yeah. so, so you had yep. the traditional colors and all that stuff. <laughs> okay, so you guys get married. My parents actually flew from Japan, and oh. then his mom flew from the United States. So at least oh. we had uh, those families. Okay, 
Yeah, so at least you had, you had the parents there. Yeah, so I don't think your both either of your parents would have been too happy if yeah you they, guys would have they just did. eloped and, and, mm-hmm. and not been able. Well, to actually, uh, prior to course uh, to the ceremony, I needed to uh, bring my fiance to see my parents. Mm. So actually, I went back to Japan together with oh, him. Okay. Um, because so it's mm-hmm. It's yeah. very important for yeah. you know uh, for parents to sort of approve <laughs> yeah. the the marriage of the, my the daughter. My parents are like that too, and, and I grew up here, so yeah. Yeah, you know, my parents really uh, they're surprised, but the, uh, I think they were really open to the international sort of cross cultural marriage. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, they have not they don't speak English very well, and they. No, don't know what to expect, right. but um, okay, if he's the one that you chose, <laughs> it seems like your parents are just supportive, yeah, you know, very always. Much. Yeah. yeah, that's that's pretty cool because especially traditional parents usually are not supportive, mm-hmm. right? And you know, certain cultures have very strict rules, especially when it comes to marriage, but you know, it just seems like they've always been supportive of you and. Because of that, you've always been the one wandering the world and I think so. I think they yeah. basically know me, yeah. who I am, and it, they just knew that uh, just they're not going to convince me yeah. uh, to live the life as they wish. Yeah. You know, they so they wish me to live my life and be supportive, which I really appreciate. Yeah. That's a big deal. I mean, most parents don't do that. And were were your friends' parents the same way in Japan, or were they more strict and traditional? I think well mixed, but yes. okay. but um, I think I'll, yeah, the cross cultural marriage um, will be probably t- a little bit tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our parents are not too happy but you know in the end at the end of the day yeah. what you can say yeah. and they just want you happy right? yeah. yeah 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 um so now you get married and obviously your dream school was berkeley but you went to chico because of your husband right what happens after you get to chico so now um up until then i thought my my life my career was just going very well like i was pretty adventurous and my my job was challenging, but that exciting. Uh, but that I was really passionate about it. Well, I think that I didn't know what's the real toughness <laughs> in life. <laughs> um, I think I after so the, by the time that I graduate, well, actually, so while in Chico, I uh, was expecting the, my first child. So, um, after finishing my first year, my son was born. So, you know, it, it, it's, <laughs> life has some yeah. interesting twists yeah. and turns. And you then you have I, a it, plan it, and then it, life it, laughs, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't actually really have a, like a set plan. Right. <laughs> it happened. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you have to deal with it, right? Right. Um, yeah, I really ha- had no idea what it's like to raise children. And then I, I wasn't always... The, the person who like longing for marriage and then having a child and have right. a big family. I never really been that kind of a girl. So I have no idea how 
difficult and how challenging it is to raise a child with and, and I have no family nearby or I had no like a close friends near, nearby so I was sort of left alone with with a newborn baby and um and then I had another year to go to graduate wow. so it was a really tough so situation trying to finish school your master's degree and also raising a mm-hmm. newborn baby mm-hmm. where was your husband at this time so we were actually <laughs> both taking the same um graduate program not the uh, different uh, he was in a environmental uh, science um, but we were both in college and then after my son was born no you gotta you gotta go get a job like you can't just be you know uh, we, we talk we talked through what to do next and then you can just keep two two student full-time student and raising child financially it's very difficult so uh, we had yeah, some you guys are still you know, still college students yeah. yeah we had some money saving but it was i was a little bit concerned you know okay we need to be serious about getting getting a job but that well my job is now sort of taking care of my son but you really need to go get a job and then he agreed and then he as as a working um yeah as still working on his uh master program he got a job and then that transferred us to from Chico to Portland. And uh, we lived in Portland for just short of one year. And then he got transferred by the same company to Chicago. So within like a year or two range, we moved like a three times. <laughs> yeah, from one place to another. Uh, but it's a j- job. So yeah, um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, every time we have to move, uh, I have to kind of uh, reestablish my life lifelines like uh, making friends yeah. uh get to know oh. neighbors and uh yeah how to get around down and find a new doctor it's really a little bit tough time for my life so i decided to postpone to um of my education because i thought it's just handling everything moving and newborn baby and then walking in a class it's just impossible so um but luckily because i worked so hard to get pretty much all the coursework done within a one year or year and a half. All what I left was like independent study and then master thesis uh, to finish the master program. Almost done. And by the time, though, uh, while we're in Chicago, uh, we thought about it, well, you know, maybe we won't have another another child and might as well having one. So uh, my daughter was born in Chicago. They were two years apart. And um, so I had now two kids. (laughs) Yeah. um, And there was a time limit limit that my credit expired before my credit from the uh, Chico States expires before actually getting a master's degree. Uh, I needed to finish everything within a five years. So um, I took, you know, a couple of years off from school, but that I wanted to finish. So um, I did. So when I finally finished my coursework and graduation thesis um, and graduated, my son was three years old, four years old, and my okay. daughter was two years old, I think. Oh, wow. So... So, so you so you're taking two two young kids, moving all over the place, mm-hmm. 
and you were managed to at least still get your your master's I, degree. I did. Wow. <laughs> that was actually pretty big accomplishment. Yeah. Accomplishment. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, being a mother is probably one of the hardest jobs in the world. Like, yeah. People don't realize. Uh, my sister, she's a stay-at-home mom. She takes care of three kids, uh-huh, right? Uh-huh, wow. And all of them like are under the age of I think seven, yeah. you know, or eight. I think my niece just turned seven or eight. Yeah, but they're all like young kids, yeah, right? Yeah. And uh, and you know that's a hard job. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. but I can't imagine like you know you you're handling two kids plus moving too is like like you said like you're in a new place you got to get to know everything you know uh, things just like you said like a doctor a grocery store like where's my gym where's this yeah, you know yeah. and you managed to knock out a master's degree so that's pretty awesome yeah yeah so what happened after you got your degree did you guys stay in Chicago for a while um no um, my husband got transferred to back to California okay. right at that so time so this was the last move for a while okay and we settled in Ripon California okay. Central right. Valley. And, um, yeah, that's where we stayed, actually, next uh, almost 17 years. Wow. That's where we raised children. Mm -hmm. They went to grade school and middle school and then high school and Mm -hmm. graduated. And, yeah, so that's where we lived. Yeah. Yeah. So so what was it like raising kids in Ripon? It was, uh, uh, Ripon is a kind of unique town. It's in the Central Valley, a little bit away from Bay Area. I really wanted to to live closer to the Bay Area, honestly. Um, But it it was like a living cost and housing was so expensive in in the Bay Area. It's still still very, it is. That was uh, back in 2003, still very expensive. And then, and my husband has like, you know, uh, had a dream of having a big house and then, you know, settled down and then, yeah. So I kind of compromised and, um, yeah, it was a really uh, small town, but the safe and uh, very good school. And a lot of parents are strong in an education. So it was a pretty good place to raise children. Uh, other than the fact that, that it, you know, we're a little bit away from the city, but there is a surrounding city like a Modesto or uh, Stockton and then, um and it's just a suburban city, basically. Yeah. So I didn't have any issue. I just needed to get myself um, known and um, with the local people and make a friends again. Yeah. And um, because, yeah, because um, people in the ribbon, like a school teachers and the neighbors, and they are not really... Um, I mean, I'm the only Japanese, of course, and then I'm the only. There's a. It's a white community. Right. It's a white community, and then uh, quite a bit of Hispanic population, but not many uh, black or Asian or uh, Asian Americans. Right. So, so I was big minorities. Yeah, and then I was so, sort of outsider. Yeah. <laughs> so I. So the the good thing is that I really like to volunteer mm-hmm. with any good codes so i volunteered at school okay. i volunteered at the community yeah. organization so that so people accept me right and and work together right. so that's how um i yeah i um enjoyed in life in ripon while i tried to establish my career because it was really difficult for me to Get back my field of nonprofit mm-hmm. in like a 
humanitarian aid work in right. Europe, and it's, Europe, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's impossible. So okay, farm, I needed to kind area. of uh, readjust that. Um, and what can I do uh, without actually relocating and in Ripon while raising children almost full time? So um, I decided to become a writer, okay. the freelance writer, the political and social and economical cultural issues. I uh, So from that point, next almost nine years will be I developed my career as a political writer to the Japanese, uh, Japanese publications. Uh, I wrote in both Japanese and English, uh-huh. but... Um, mostly published in, in Japanese. Um, I wrote a lot about what's happening politically here in the United States okay. and reported to Japanese people. <laughs> and lots of, uh, uh, lots of, lots of, of uh, juicy information uh, to give to the Japanese people. Yeah. the political climate here. Yeah. And, yeah. and something that's not, not that you can get it from the mainstream, mainstream media. Right. I wrote from my own point of view. So you, you wrote like during the 2000s, right? And and the in the 2010s and I actually started um, from 2006 and then I wrote throughout 2014-15. Okay. Yeah. So that was like the Obama administration and mm-hmm. yeah. Was that, was that the end of the Bush administration? End of Bush and then the starting Obama administration, which is kind of exciting time to report yeah. uh, the Obama well, campaign. Some good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Some stuff the, the Japanese grassroots, would, yeah. you know, movement and uh, democracy and uh, first time black president yeah. and then it was really in exciting news to report. How did the Japanese kind of take that? How did they view America during that time? Um, yeah, there's a lot of enthusiasm about about the uh, pre- uh, Barack Obama rising <laughs> yeah. uh, from like a, a community organizer yeah. to become a uh, kind of your background, you know, right? Yeah, 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 sort of. And how he galvanized the community and the society. Yeah and run the campaign and then and he is an inspirational speaker very right. charismatic and very smart and um what a president should be <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah i think yeah. that prior to that though um there is like a exhaustion from the war in iraq like yeah. uh iraq and afghanistan um because you got u.s got involved in that war yeah. and every nation Pretty much on the in a developing country like EU, Japan are got involved in that uh, war right, as well. Kind of had to, yeah. Yeah, so there was some uh, exhaustion from yeah. that mm-hmm. war, and there's some kind of a desire to uh, switch over, like yeah. um, just a change. Change, yeah. Change was the, actually the campaign hope word change, for yeah. Obama campaign. Change hope, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it, it was funny because um, so <laughs> a joke, right? Uh, I think it's Chris Rock. He's a comedian. He says like Bush messed up so bad he made it hard for a white man to run for president. You know, <laughs> and yeah. so that was kind of funny. Yeah. The change that, yeah. that everybody wanted, right? And then uh, talking about the political climate. So uh, during that time, two thousand two, two thousand three, like when you moved to Ripon, I was in Sweden pursuing a love like my ex-wife, right? But I was actually in. Stockholm in 2000. I flew to Sweden the day Bush declared war in Iraq. 
the day he declared war, I flew halfway, literally across the world, right? So imagine, like, you know, I was scared, but I don't let fear stop me. But the airports were completely empty. Everybody was kind of on edge. And I'm like, is this really, like, a good idea? But I, I wasn't going to let anything stop me, right? So then I'm in Sweden in 2003, and I'm in a cafe, and I see a march against the United States, 30,000 people in Sweden marching against the United States, like, People had like, uh, you know, signs that said Bush, Hitler, like, you know, like U.S. this, like, you know, why, like killers. And I'm just like the only American probably within I don't even know how, you know. And it was just crazy because before the war, if you were to travel, being American was a cool thing. Like you could just tell people I'm American and everyone was like, wow, you know, after the war, you couldn't even say you were American. It was almost like it wasn't even safe. You know what I mean? So I just wanted to kind of say that, mention that because, you know, it, talking about the political climate and all the change and all that, I experienced the difference of being an American abroad before and after the war, and it was a huge difference. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So so now you're writing, um, and you wrote all through. So so what? how long did you write for? Are you still writing? or? I kept writing on and off um, on the side because that was a freelance job. So um, I did it while I was um, raising ch children and so getting involved in volunteering. volunteering. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, the being a mom is like almost full-time job. Yeah, it is a full-time <laughs> job. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, volunteering and then also um, working as a freelance writer. And But I wasn't making that much money. Right. It's a, a, you know, the how... Uh, if you're working for the new uh, big news organization, you will have enough income, but that you won't be able to report what you want to read. You know yeah, what I mean? It's rules, just yeah. yeah. So I just didn't want to be a big propaganda, or you know what? Yeah. I I, I kind of wanted to express my opinion, yeah. so I just kept doing a freelance job. But that at at the same time, I really needed to um, be, fin become financially independent. That was right. kind of a next steps yeah. up. And but by that time that I had my personal issues with my husband, and then uh, our marriage are uh, kind of uh, dwindling down, yeah. and then we are so we weren't finalizing that yet. But that in my mind that that I know that that it, um, no it's gonna it's gonna yeah it's gonna happen. It, right. uh, I'm gonna have to leave this relationship. So but uh, before I get into that conversation, I wanted to sort of yeah establish my finance yeah. yeah like well i mean your whole life you had been basically taking care of kids you know and not been able to establish the the career part right mm -hmm. yeah yeah so the part of it is um uh working for the corporate america as a part-time um administrator and sort of that got me uh, putting one feet <laughs> into the career, although it's like a really administrative job, and then it's not something that I wanted to do for a long time, but that I needed to stop somewhere, and then uh, kept writing. So it was like a, I was handling a lot of things, juggling a lot of things, and yeah, a lot of things, and and then um, eventually, oh, so here's the uh, part of the. Uh, my uh, venture as an artist coming into play. Okay. So to, back in 2006, I, so in the midst of all this chaos going on my, you know, my life, yeah. 
um, I was also dealing with a little bit of depression and my, yeah, so uh, just too much going on and, uh, and wasn't too happy where my career is going, my relationships going, and I had two kids to take care of. And then I was just really, uh, didn't know what, where to go. So my therapist, uh, recommended me to do the art, like, as a as a part of therapy um so there's a lot of things in life that you cannot control over mm-hmm. right but art it's something that, that you express what you want to express you yeah it's very creative and then i didn't know that kind of uh, way to express myself before because i never really studied art never really did an art um but i uh yeah, and then then I thought about it. Thought about it. What I would be expressing, what I would be writing, and if I create something, I want to do something important or maybe something that valuable to me. And um, I decided to pick up a brush and then wrote the name of my kids in Japanese letters okay. on canvas. Yeah. I, you know, I didn't know what would be the outcome but that i kind of tried it out and then it turned out to be it's really interesting piece of artwork it was a pretty pretty large size of canvas like a 36 by 36 and um there's a big calligraphic letter in the middle and then i kind of did the design around it um, and adding a texture, I I kind of self-taught everything. Yeah. How do you, what kind of a medium that I use or what um, color that I use? Um, kind of did the research and then trying error and then I figured it out and um, I completed two piece of art, one each for my kid's name. And then I wow, this is nice. Mm-hmm. And I you felt like something. like. I make something to my perfection. Yeah. Like I don't have to compromise anything and that will give me such a satisfaction. And then I discovered the joy of the whole entire world of art. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you discovered art. Yes. Um, so that was my starting point of part-time artist. And then, okay. I, of course, I didn't. I wasn't thinking about become an art professional artist at that time but the people who saw my art really liked it and and then started to asking me to make a commission art for them just as i did it for my kids name on it they asked me some people asked me to put their kids name or um their favorite character Mm -hmm. on canvas and make a beautiful art like that so i didn't take that much uh job but that i basically did a sporadic uh commission work okay uh, which you had people that liked your stuff so much that they would pay you yeah yeah or like they'd ask you to make Mm -hmm. art pieces which is Mm -hmm. pretty cool yeah yeah so actually did a little bit of a showing um after i made a few collections i did the uh, participating in an art show in some cities, uh, including Sacramento, Oakland, Saratoga. And then I sh- uh, display my art in Art Gallery in Modesto and in San Francisco. So I did a f- 
for, for a few years actually, um, and made some money, and um, I was still thinking about uh, what what I what I uh, else I could do to actually um, become financially independent. Um, yeah, but that was one of the income stream that yeah. I had. Yeah, and then at one point, I'm gonna move on. Um, while I was still figuring out, um, I was still doing this um, freelance writer and doing a part-time artist. And I worked for the American company for a short time. And at one point, I met the guy um, at one of the meetup in San Francisco. And he invited me to one of the the seminars of financial seminars. <laughs> That's, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and then I didn't know what to expect, right. of course. And um, and then I was only what I was told was like, well, some very influential guy is gonna <laughs> speak, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's about like. Uh, finance and it's about like a like a passion and in life and then all that I thought it was just okay interesting yeah. so I went to listen to that seminar and it was actually eye-opening uh, because I realized how blind I was about the finance like how to how to make money right. or save money or investing money mm -hmm. in that kind of things. And I was more, you know, as I grew up, I didn't really have to worry about money so much. And then my focus was in a, like a non-profit field and then right. I, and the money came with it if I had to work, right? Mm -hmm. um, but I never really thought about how to handle money very well. Um, and that was part of my problem in marriage relationship as well. Yeah. So, okay, this is very worthwhile listening and then kind of learn. So that's how I kind of got into the financial education. <laughs> yeah. It's, and, it's uh, true. It's very important, it es is. especially for women whose husband handles all the finances most of the time. Or maybe they never, even not even just women, some, most men don't know anything about finances either. But in your situation, it was probably even more important because your whole life you'd spent volunteering, helping people and raising kids. That was a, a missing piece that maybe you needed that helped you a lot. Right. So, you know, as l there was a time that, that I had a, um, a job, you know. Yeah. And the job, as long as you do the job, then yeah. you will get the income, like a salary. Right. And, and that's just a, like a my default and then i didn't even think anything more than that how actually you use the money or save money or make more money off of it so um it's kind of a uh opens up the eyes and realize that uh knowledge of money is a power yeah. like a power in your life like a power and control in your life and so uh, that's how I got into um, become a financial advisor and an educator. Yeah. And yeah, 
then you know that <laughs> yeah that's where we <laughs> met right yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 so you were there for a little while and um mm-hmm. you know and so uh, did you learn so was that experience did you carry that with you because I, I mean obviously the that company has helped me a lot and that's a big reason why I'm doing this podcast. But is there anything that you learned during that time you were, that you were with the financial company that has now helping you with, you know, with your current love the way and all and the things you're doing now? Are there some things that you've learned that are helping you now? Oh, very much. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So during that time, uh, the focus was like industry was like a financial industry, of course. So uh, the knowledge and skills are very important. And then I, I, I learned a lot. And then I, my co- co- colleagues and my partner shared all the knowledge with me. And then it's really helpful and helped my finance. And then it helped uh, me to help others as right, well. Of course. So, and, and besides that, um, I think I learned like how to mentally tough, like, you know, when, when you have some missions, um, you, how, how you accomplish that mission. And it, it, it's like, you don't, you know, people, people are so easy to conform to what other people are doing. Right. And, yeah. and, uh, we all humans have some, weakness to to go to the easier route uh, because it's just an easy path right but when you have a mission the hurdles come to you you know and um but without getting over those hurdles you don't get where you want to go and that might be a tough road and high road but that that's what you need to go um and then just and to put yourself in the environment or maybe a group of people who had a similar missions or similar philosophy in life, it really helps you to um, develop the mentality. Mm-hmm. and The winning mentality. Yeah, the winning mentality. That is the big time helped my life and to moving on later on, moving on to the different paths. Um I think that financial advisor job like was wasn't like a it, it was a tool to me. It right. was a it, it was a tool, um, but probably it wasn't my passion. Right. And um, I needed to acknowledge that mm-hmm. myself, and then needed to find my own passion, right. and then you know later on discovered it. But um, but that time that I spent with that company was really valuable okay in my life good and so how did you find love the way how did this all come about okay so you know um like i mentioned that i uh my life i i struggled a lot in in terms of uh establishing my career i already mentioned that that i was part-time artist i was a freelance writer and then i worked for a corporate america financial advisor what came next was that i actually got offered um by the Japanese company that uh, at the position um, to manage the company in San Francisco. And I needed to take that job to become financially independent. And then my kids are growing and then my kids are, you know, going, going, moving toward the college. And then I really needed to have the stable income. So I took that position and then I was doing really okay for a while. 
But of course, you know, that wasn't my dream job, but that I needed to take one. While taking it, I was still searching what's next, right? And then 2020 came. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> There <laughs> like, goes 2020. 2020 yeah. <laughs> it hit the world and it hit everybody's life.、Right. And, and it impacted my life、um, in, in the form of layoff,、mm. which I didn't expect it. To, right. to have it right then.、Um, okay, what's now? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, great. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah> . All <laughs> right. So, should I go get another job or should I start something myself? E- either way, it's not an easy thing、right. to do.、Um, yeah, it really make, made me think about what really want. I want to do in my life. I mean,、yeah. I was working for the nonprofit and I that had a passion, but was, should I go back or what really want? And I was in a dark place for a while. I didn't know what to do. You know, now I got laid off and I had some time myself to spend quietly thinking about it.、Yeah. Then I thought about, okay, this might be the time. For my test, like a like mental training time, maybe, uh, or maybe spiritual development, the time for the spiritual development. And then I had a, you know, families and good friends who are supportive um, and they are very kind and nice. But when you are in that kind of life, Darkness in life, you really have to face your soul on your own. And nobody is going to help me. No, nothing is going to help you unless you help yourself. I come to that realization. And,、um, but you know, what got me through that difficult time was, was like,、um, Like a wisdom of the people,、um, or maybe inspirational life of others,、um, or encouragement of those who have been on the journey before us. And there's a lot of world wisdom out there. And then I'm not the only one who is facing difficulties in life. Okay, look at those people. Maybe I, I look back those days in traveling to India.、Uh, Their life isn't easy.、Mm, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, my life may be tough now, but there's so much toughness out. Life isn't easy. Right. Okay.、Um, somehow I need to get through.、Yeah. And there's a lot of、um, sayings and quotes that help me out to,、um, or maybe,、um, yeah, help me to get through. Something like, There's a number of quotes, but、uh, the one that I like is that when you are tested by crisis, you either regress and fall apart or grow up and find a reserve of strength and compassion that you didn't know that you are capable of. Right. Like,、um, so, like fight or flight, basically. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. yeah. Or like go. Where no path. No, it was like,、um, do not go where a path may lead. 
go instead where there's no path and leave a trail. You know, something you like yeah. that. Like yeah. create your own path. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the challenge is inevitable. Every life has challenge, but growth is optional. That's, you know, that's exactly. famous. Yeah. So, okay, I, I need to grow myself. And then, um, but if, if this is like, um, if this kind of inspiration helps me, this might help others as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of a idea of becoming or establishing or maybe starting this uh, love the way vaguely came to my mind like okay i love art i love writing because i was a journalist and then i love this kind of inspirational world and then i love to help people mm-hmm. <laughs> and okay i need to somehow put everything together is that the icky guy that they say that i think it's japanese but say that it's i don't know if it's called icky guy or whatever but oh where, icky guy yeah it's where you where you make circles and everything has to kind of intertwine. That's how you find your yeah, purpose. Right. Yeah. It's th- th- yeah. Ikigai is something that that you you feel the purpose of, of of life by doing something. Yeah. So during that time, yeah, all these questions come to me. You have to answer this very difficult question like, a, "Who are you?" Without a title. Right. Like if you're working for the company, you feel safe. So you may think that, that you are like maybe a manager of some company, right? Yeah. But without that title, who are you? Exactly. That's the question for everybody. And what you want to achieve in, in your life. The, the goal and happiness may be different, you know, between the people. That's of course. But I asked myself, like, what is my purpose? And then, uh, you know... That's the very first time in my life that I really need to answer like it. And then I know I can answer now. I'm a, I'm a spiritual being. You know, I'm not a Christian or I'm not a Buddhist or I'm not a like a, I'm not really subscribing a particular religion, but then I'm a spiritual being experiencing a human life. And what I, what I like to do or like a, what I do in my life like I want to achieve like a fullest and highest uh, expression of myself. But in order to do that, I really need to improve myself every day to become a person who I wish to be and respect to be and expect to be so that I can live my life up to my full potential. And then, then I like to make myself useful for others. Like um, through, through the service that I, I provide for others, um, for others or for the families or for communities. Um, so the love the way came to alive. Uh, love the way is literally the way uh, you love the way who you are. <laughs> That's that what that love the way means. Um, through the inspirational art, because I I use the Japanese character as a part of design. Yeah. Um, it's fortunate that the Japanese uh, characters are some of the most. They look like art. It's just yeah. Just the writing. It's for you guys. It's words, but yeah. For everybody else, it's like some really nice art. Right. And then those each character has some meanings. Oh. So right, like a, uh, like a love. 
okay. or compassion right. or challenge or whatever.、Mm-hmm. So I use those kanji, the Japanese letters, as a part of design, as a, as a, it's a, pow- a, as a tool to give a powerful message to,、mm-hmm. to the audience. And、uh, through those inspirational forms of art, I want to embrace everybody's life, like w- whoever they are and wherever they have come from. Yeah, I like to send the message of encouragement and inspiration to embrace their life journey. So that's sort of the.、Uh, Initiation of the Love the Way,、mm-hmm. and that's the purpose of Love the Way, and that's what I'm working on right now. So basically, it's an art business,、mm-hmm. uh, the product is art,、mm-hmm. um, but it's not just the art, but the message that I, I'm putting on、right. to the art art with the purpose, art with the purpose, yeah. So,、um, it just started, you know,、um, I launched it in March. So it's been only a few months since then. And、um, I'm developing the business, and the business is a business. So、mm-hmm. there's a,、uh, always like a business size involved, like a marketing. And、um, nowadays, there's a lot of、um, uh, marketing tools, including the social media. So I started a YouTube video talking about、um, what is this? Piece of art,、mm-hmm. what this letter means, and what is the inspiration behind it, and what the story of this art. And I make a, like a few minutes video clip, and then I put it on the YouTube channels. So that sort of thing s is it's a challenging for me, you know, putting myself out there in the YouTube. It's like it's a kind of stepping out of the comfort zone,、yeah. honestly. But that's something that I, I'm starting doing it. Yeah. So, what is your like vision? like For Love the Way, where do you see it going? And, and, and、uh, you know, what are you excited about? So,、um, just as that I was helped by those words of wisdom or maybe inspirational、mm-hmm. words,、um, I want to provide those tools for others. And,、um, but that I have to do as a business.、Mm-hmm. Um, so,、um, right now, I'm well, okay, you, you asked me about the vision.、Um, eventually, I like to reach out to the,、um, the people who actually are needing、uh, this kind of inspirational、uh, contents. And I'm starting doing this in English, but that I, I like to actually translate it that in a different language so、mm. I can reach out. I mean, my audience can be everywhere, yeah, right? International. Especially、um, post COVID world. It's like, a, you know, we have so much unknown in the future. And I think that worlds are changing so much, but I think human nature is not changing. Human really n e e d some kind of. Foundation, like something that you can hold on to it. That might be your faith, that might be your strong belief system, or something that, that you know, even if you have a strong faith and a foundation, the human n e e d a constant encouragement、yeah. and input. 
And then I like to provide that sources for mm -hmm. that. And then there's a lot of people doing it. Like people can do it with the music. People can do it in a, through like a big uh, the speech. Or um, you can provide the service through like a community service type of things. Uh, home shelter, anything. People can do any form, but that I, my form is through art. Okay. Yeah. So you're just trying to help and provide inspiration and support through your art for the world, basically. I right now, yes. But you know, if if I grow my business, when you grow your business, when I grow business, <laughs> yes. When I grow my business big enough, I will. I could create my charity organization myself. Okay. And so that I can even reach out to the bigger audience. And I mean, you know, I'm not really intending to have this art business like as a side now. I'm, I'm growing big. Yeah. Um, and then my audience will be not just the United States, but not just the Japan or not just, you know, it's it going to be global. Um, yeah. And you have a lot of connections probably and experience in many different countries already from your previous careers right yeah i have a i used to work for the translation company oh there you go <laughs> <laughs> so yeah honestly i and then i my company was um working with for the clients globally mm. so i have many connections who translate to the different language and um yeah um Yeah. But that's what you need to take, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just the next step. Just the next step. You know, I was just thinking, I was like, it would be cool if you created um, something for the bliss seekers. Like maybe this the word bliss in the Japanese letters. Mm -hmm. uh, or, and we could put it in the studio and show it on every, like in the background. Oh, wow. or something. Yeah. yeah that's I, so cool. I don't know. It just came to my head. But I think that's an, that's an amazing. I mean, I think you already do have the vision. You just kind of set it because you always got to start with the end in mind. They say as long as you know the beginning and the end, the middle works itself out. So what I heard was that the, the ultimate goal is your own charity. You know, and the beginning is love the way. Like in the beginning is you're you're finding yourself. Uh, you became very spiritual. You you made it through these adversities because of this positive wisdom and quotes and all that kind of stuff. So you created love the way because it's all your passions and who you are mixed into one business, right? And when that becomes scalable, then the end goal is your charity. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you do already have the beginning right. and the end. Now the middle is just going to work itself out yeah. with hard work and continuing to grow. Yeah. 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 So that's exciting. Yeah. 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 The charity is is um something that um okay when you grow big um and then your name is known you become influential. You're the influencer. You become influencer and then you will draw more audience and then um that's what I want to do. You know. Uh, okay, Haruko as an artist and maybe speaker and then maybe a influential 
yeah, inspirational speaker, and maybe advocate. There's a lot of challenges in life, whether it's a, a relationship problem, or financial problem, or poverty. Uh, there's so many problems in the world, but each one are struggling and fighting at, in your own place. I, I want to reach out those people as a sort of um, how to say it's really hard to put in the words but I think this kind of um, energy that I'm putting into the art or maybe the speech um, when I talk to people there's something coming out of me mm -hmm. or coming out of not maybe through me yeah uh, something that's uh the world conspiring you and helping others so that's why what i want to do okay yeah so there's like a, a bigger purpose and maybe uh, something spiritual or something that is given by something else that is through you that comes out of your art right you know there's a uh my favorite quote um, by uh, Paul Coelho. He's the author of Alchemist. That's a bestseller book. I don't know if you know it. That's I've heard of the book, yeah. Yeah. Um, so there is a one big truth in the planet. And uh, wh whoever you are and whatever it is that you are doing, if you really want something, that desires originated in the soul of universe, not you, soul yeah. of universe. We all come from the universe. Yeah. And, and that's, that's the only, so accomplish that mission. It's a mission in your life. Mm -hmm. And to accomplish that mission is your only real obligation in the world. And then if you really want something, th the whole universe will conspire to help you, to help you. Yeah. That's perfect because that's what this podcast is about. You know, our purpose is to help people by bringing stories like yourself and others of people who are seeking their purpose or maybe they've done something amazing in their life to find their purpose. Because mm -hmm. like Paul Coelho, like how he says in the book, that's your only mission in life. At least that's what I believe. I could mm -hmm. be wrong. Yeah. But that's your only mission in life is to find out why you're here. You know, yeah. they say yeah. there's two there's two most important days in your life. First of all, the day you were born, obviously, right? The day your spirit popped from the universe into that human body. And then the, the next most important day is the day you find out why, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And our job, uh, our mission at the Bliss Seekers is to help people find their true purpose mm -hmm. and follow their purpose. And we say follow their bliss, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that's awesome. And yeah. you're, you're doing it through art with yeah. Love the Way, yeah. right? We're doing it through a podcast, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's exactly why I wanted to have you on. Um, so any, any last uh, things you want to talk about before I get to a couple of questions that I'm going to ask you at the end? Um, no, no, you can write into the question now. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, my ex-co-host, uh, Joe, she used to have this thing we call Joe's Excuse, right? But mm -hmm. she's no longer here. Uh, and if you want to know why, watch the previous podcast. <laughs> um, but, you know, uh, she had these powerful questions, to, you know, to, to make people think. So I'm going to I'm gonna kind of carry that tradition on a little bit. Um, so the first question is, mm -hmm. you know, um, what does following your bliss look like for you? 
this year in 2021 are following your purpose? Now I found my mission. So um, I just need to keep going. And then I know that there's a lot of distraction coming to you. There's a lot of um, sort of uh, things going to be testing you, what, how badly you want, like how strong you are uh, on this journey. And my, my goal is not to get distracted by those things and kind of falling through. Um, because a lot of people want something, but that they should give, give up. I know that. And then I feel like I haven't accomplished anything that I want to in life. So I just need to keep going. Yeah, that's great. I mean, that's very powerful you said that. Because, you know, a lot of people, um, you know, they're starting podcasts. Like yeah. everybody has a podcast now, right? Yeah. And people will automatically tell me, well, I mean, everybody has a podcast. What makes you think that yours is going to be successful? And I say, I don't care what everybody yeah. else does. As long as I stay focused, yeah. I see people dropping off already. I mean, yeah. there's people that started when I started and they're already gone. Right. You know what I mean? And that's something I learned in the previous organization is that it's about just just keep going like you know I mean, like you said the minute you set a goal the universe is going to send adversity mm -hmm. to see how bad you really mm -hmm. want it and by the way people out there in youtube land and you know out there in the world if something bad happens to you that's not a sign that god or whatever tells you that not to do it yeah. <laughs> that's the universe testing you to see how bad you want mm -hmm. it right mm -hmm. so that's a great answer because you know as long as you have that in your mind no matter what comes your way if you keep going eventually you will mm -hmm. succeed mm -hmm. you know what i mean mm -hmm. so that's awesome right all right so you know your your story your journey has been a lot of traveling a lot of overcoming adversity you know a lot of kind of trying to find yourself and it seems like you found yourself now, you know, and, you know, I'm, I'm 43. I found my, I'm starting to find myself, you know, later in life. Um, what would you tell people out there who maybe are like uh, a young mother or maybe just someone that, you know, is trying to find themselves, right? What advice would you give somebody uh, that's in that situation? Or maybe how to, how to find themselves. Mm -hmm. So it, Sometimes it's really difficult to see the career path and sometimes you feel stuck and sometimes you feel just no way get out. And, you know, patience is very important. And as tough as the situation, um, you really need to learn to be patient and, and then think and trust the process uh, because every experience is either either uh, blessings or learning. Nothing will be wasted. So even if that, that you're still don't know what to do or kind of fear, figuring out or maybe uh, maybe mother with the children uh, feel a little stuck. Um, those time is going to be blessing too. And you reach out to others because you need help, you know. Um, even if that you're trying to be strong, there's only you can, there's so much you can take. So when that happens and you feel free to, you know, reach out, it's okay to feel vulnerable or maybe weak. And, and 
I'm just happen to be kind of person. I'm not going to judge anybody by uh, when somebody reach out to me um, because I know how tough it is. So uh, first, learn to be patient and um, just trust the process because everything is going to be blessings or learning and reach out to people uh, when you need it. Awesome. I think that's yeah. a perfect answer. Yeah. I actually th think that's the best way to, to finish this podcast. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. um, but uh, before we go, uh, last words for everybody. Um, where can they find you? Not look at the camera here and just, oh. yeah. So just let, let them know last words from Haruko and, you know, um, where can they find you? Okay. So you can find me. Um, uh, my, yeah, my website is lovethewayart.com. And I can be uh, on Facebook, Haruko the Earth, and Instagram also, my name, Haruko the Earth. Um, and then I started the YouTube as Haruko the Earth as well. Okay. So, so pretty simple. Pretty simple. And we'll leave it all in the descriptions below as well. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, I'm learning a social media, so I'm not okay. that good at it. <laughs> You'll get there. So, any last words for the uh, YouTube world out there? Um, well, I, I'm so honored to, uh, be on a podcast and I'm so happy to reconnect, uh, with you, Isaac, and, um, and learn a little bit about the, uh, bliss, yeah, bliss, seekers. <laughs> bliss seekers and, uh, feel so encouraged also by knowing what you are doing. Thank you. And, um, Thank you so much for the opportunities, me being on your podcast. And then, uh, yeah, we're just going to, um, yeah, stay in touch. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I'm excited to see how your podcast growing. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's funny because it feels like our purposes are kind of aligned, except you're doing it through art and I'm doing it through a podcast. So I have no, I mean... I have no doubt that you will be successful because you already have been through a lot in your life. Um, you've traveled the world and you, you have the, the, the mindset in the right place. Like you're not going to give up. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And you do have the end goal in mind. So I'm excited to see where love the way and Haruko the earth and, and your business goes to. Um, but anyways, thank you guys for tuning in. If you like this video, please subscribe. Please hit that like button. It really helps out the podcast and hit the not notification bell. And uh, all her information will be in the description below. And as always, follow your bliss. Thank you guys so much for tuning into the podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Our goal, as always, is to become the number one podcast in the world. And uh, make sure to subscribe if you haven't done so already. And make sure you share this with three of your friends. And if you like our song, our intro song, please check out my good friend, uh, Maroni Silva's band A Dead Desire on YouTube that song is called The Mantra thanks again for tuning in and we'll catch you guys on the next one and as always follow your bliss